You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Got a very special podcast lined up for you today as Arkansas and Tennessee will be facing off against each other in Knoxville. Big SEC matchup in college basketball, at least here in the conference. Both teams looking to bounce back after some uh, suspect losses. Tennessee to Alabama and Arkansas, of course, to Missouri. And we're going to talk about today everything about it. And we have a very special guest, of course, with Josh Ward, who's the host of the Locked On Vols podcast, does a phenomenal job covering them, not only on basketball and football, which I'm sure we'll talk about both of those. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. This is a crossover episode here of Locked On Vols and Locked On Razorbacks. I'm Josh Ward, along with John Neighbors, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, SEC basketball season is here, John. So Tennessee getting ready to host Arkansas. What do you think going into this matchup with Tennessee, of course, being a top five to top 10 team in the country, depending if you're looking at net rankings or uh, the polls? And then Arkansas year two with Eric Musselman trying to get things charged up. Yeah, it was funny because uh, everything was going really well for Arkansas leading up until that game on Saturday against Missouri. And I've never seen a more pitiful offensive display of a Razorback basketball team in a long time. Like it was really bad. They were eight of 40 on layups, Arkansas was. 8 of 40. Like, that's just unheard of. And so they played, like, their worst game of all time. Desi Sills and Connor Vanover went 1 of 21 combined from the field. It was just bad. So everything was going good up until that point. And, you know, Justin Smith, which is a player that's going to be out three to six weeks uh, with an injury, you know, not having him is huge. But I, you know, I think Tennessee is the best team in the SEC. I I think that everybody thinks that, obviously. And so even if Arkansas was 100% healthy and – and had everything going for him. I still think this would be a tough game for Arkansas just because I don't like their matchup. But you always like to have an opportunity to go on the road and to go up against the best that the SEC has to offer. So who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they'll bounce back. But I just don't like Arkansas's chances in this game. Yeah, because of Kentucky's issues to this point, it's a pretty unanimous choice, right, of Tennessee being the team to beat early on a weekend of conference play? Oh, yeah. Like, no doubt about it. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I – kind of enjoy seeing Kentucky struggle a little bit it's like kind of nice to have somebody else uh dealing with uh the SEC that's not named Kentucky so uh and I always liked Rick Barnes like I've always liked Rick Barnes and what the job that he's done and the job he is doing at Tennessee is awesome so uh but yeah this is an early test for Arkansas Missouri was a really good team and I think maybe one thing and I know it's different games are different all that but one thing Arkansas I think is kind of looking at is like, hey, Alabama beat Tennessee and not nothing against Bama, but you know, no one's expecting them to be the best team. So sometimes you just have bad games. So maybe maybe Arkansas can go on the road against Tennessee and because uh, both teams are looking for bounce back wins. Maybe they can be the team that actually bounces back better a little better in Tennessee. They like the opportunity, but again, yeah, Tennessee's just tough, man, and they're without a doubt the best. Yeah, it's basketball. Anything can happen. The Alabama game shows that. And most of the teams that are at the top of the the polls, the rankings, whatever you look at, these teams have losses somewhere along the way. Gonzaga and Baylor don't yet, but they're going to at some point, probably. Uh, you know, the Zags maybe not with their conference, I know, but uh, Baylor's probably not going to run the table. And uh, Tennessee's probably going to lose again. So it, one of those games they could lose could be this one against Arkansas. And uh, something Tennessee needs to keep in mind is it's going to get everybody's best shot. Sometimes that won't matter. But Tennessee is kind of in that Kentucky role, especially with UK being down. So uh, on the Kentucky side, we were talking about that on my radio show and 
uh, Knoxville is that that's a big one, especially Rick Barnes versus John Calipari, Tennessee versus UK. And uh, we, we both agreed that I think most people would still like to see Kentucky be better because it helps your resume and it makes that game bigger. But in the meantime, I don't think too many non-Kentucky fans are shedding tears yeah. watching Kentucky struggle a little bit and try to get things figured out. So it's uh, it, it's it's both enjoying seeing them down, but still wanting them to be up so that the game is a bigger deal. Yeah, I mean, I've even thought about it like last year uh, when Arkansas had Kentucky and Fayetteville back when before COVID hit and you could have full stadiums. Like that arena, Bud Walton had about 20,000 people in it, and it was electric. And it wasn't – of course, it was Kentucky and it was Cal, but it was also because Kentucky and Cal were good. And I agree with you. I think that there's an element where, you know, Arkansas wants to kind of be back to being that second, third best team in the conference behind Kentucky – and that's great, and that's good, and you'll take it every day. But you kind of also want to see Kentucky there too because it's not going to be like an excuse maker. It's like, oh, yeah, we beat Kentucky last year. Well, yeah, you beat a bad Kentucky team. Like no one's going to give you credit for that. Uh, so I, I'm kind of hoping Kentucky can bounce back in that regard. Again, I, I think that it's fun just watching the craziness go on with it. But I don't know, man. I also think that, and I'm sure you've talked about this, I think not having home court advantage because of COVID is going to have a huge impact on, on a lot of these road road games for teams. You know, maybe it just doesn't seem like a big deal, does it? Yeah, it's like it's kind of just you know. I'm sure that there'll be some energy for some stadiums, and I don't know. I think Tennessee might be doing something similar. To Arkansas was around four thousand people, something like that. Right. And so maybe there'll be some noise and energy, but I also think that you know going on the road, even I think you're going to see a lot more of better teams winning on the road than what they would have previously, just because the energy and the atmosphere and the officiating and all that stuff may not be as big of a factor. Yeah, I've thought if you're looking for an advantage, it's just the idea of if you're at home, that means you're not having to travel. You're not having to yeah. deal with the protocols that go with it. But we're also talking about college athletes. I mean, they, they deal with a lot. They're, they're, they're used to change happening and just dealing with it on the fly. So you could come back and argue and say, well, actually, maybe getting away from home is a change of pace. And that's a nice break that they look forward to. And they don't have the pressure of all those fans being on them. So that takes a little bit off. So, yeah, I just I don't think it's there. Uh, the idea of home court advantage and Tennessee's a team that often is able to take advantage of a crowd pack. When, when Tennessee is really good, the fans are really into it. So that won't be something that Arkansas has to deal with in this game. Uh, so it, it's. Uh, it's something I think worth mentioning, but also often a non-factor. Now, uh, you mentioned Justin Smith and his absence. How big of a deal is that for Arkansas, do you think, going into this game or just as the team is trying to play without him? Oh, it's huge, man. It's it's huge because, you know, they, they have some guys down low that are big. Uh, and obviously, Connor Vanover, seven foot three, the dude's a monster, but he shoots threes. Like, he, he shoots, he's a great free throw shooter. He's a great shooter, but mm -hmm. he doesn't go down low and bang it out and try to get rebounds. Like, he's just not built that way. Justin Smith is. Justin Smith's only six eight, but still, he's just a beast down low. And not having him is going to be big, especially going up against teams with really good post play. So, I, I just don't think that it's three to six weeks, and even Eric Musselman. He was kind of frustrated by it. He even said in his press conference, he's like, I was at Nevada for four years and we didn't have one single injury. But yet last year we had Isaiah Joe out, which was big, and now we got Justin Smith. So I think it's frustrating for him too where he's like, he understands. He's like, I need him. Like we need to have him. We can't do this every year where we miss a key player and especially when conference play happens. You know, if you lost Justin Smith earlier in the season and then he'd be ready for conference play, that's one thing. But it's like, man, this is, the, this is go time. This is gut check time. And him being out is huge. Um, I don't think it'll matter against Tennessee, but you know when you when you get up and play LSU or when you have to play 
uh, a team like South Carolina, you know, teams that maybe you should beat or at least you're just as good as or whoever. Yeah, it's going to be impactful, man. So this is Tennessee better take advantage of going inside because Arkansas's inside presence is definitely not going to be there. We'll continue our discussion with Josh Ward of Locked On Vols here in just a second. But, folks, we're all getting into the betting mood, right? We're going to sit there and enjoy the college football championship and the NFL playoffs and college basketball getting revved up. You got the NBA, all that fun stuff. And when you want to watch these games, you also want to bet on these games. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome bonus. The national championship game is going to be a big one. We'll know if it gets delayed or settled or whatnot, but it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of crazy right now. And you don't want to sit on the sidelines, folks. You don't want to sit back and wait, man, I wish I would have bet on that game. I could have won so much money. No, 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 no. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but it still feels kind of early in the season. Maybe that's because football season ended later, but aren't these teams still trying to figure some things out early in conference play more so than normal because they didn't have a normal preseason? I think so. I think so. And I think mainly for a team like Arkansas too, like they had nine newcomers this year, like nine new faces. The only t- players that from last year's team that are on this year's team is Desi Sills and Ethan Henderson, who barely ever plays. Like, that's it. So you're talking about a whole new roster overall, and they have to get things figured out. Like, Moses Moody, without a doubt, is the best player Arkansas has. The guy's just an automatic machine. He could be a one-and-done. We'll see. But he's the best player they have. And then they have some other guys that can kind of step up, but – I don't know. It's kind of a hodgepodge group where it's a good thing you have so many options, but it's also kind of a bad thing because then it's like, okay, so where's everyone's role at? You know, who are you? Are you going to be the one that takes a final shot or a big shot? It's kind of a kind of a mess right now, and they got to figure that out. But uh, yeah, it's been tough for Arkansas. And I know Tennessee, like you know, you talk about pressure since they were the preseason favorite. I'm sure that that's something that they've had to really focus on too, where it's like. You know, hey, you're dubbed the team. You're supposed to be the team to do all this stuff. So now you got to go out and actually show it. And it seems like they've been showing it pretty good so far. But uh, they look like a strong team, at least in the early going right now. Yeah, besides the Alabama game, Tennessee has, I think, lived up to all the preseason billing and has actually been a little ahead of what I thought. That's why the Saturday game was maybe a reminder to the players, hey, this can happen. It's not going to be the Missouri game every time out where you just go out there and you dominate from beginning to end. You're going to have some games where you you better be ready to go. A player to pay attention to is a guy that helped Tennessee get all that attention. Is He's Jaden Springer. He's a freshman who was out for most of the Alabama game because of an ankle injury. He practiced on Tuesday and I think should play and then the other freshman Keon Johnson uh, he'll be somebody to watch to see is his role growing he's a good defender they probably need more from him offensively and then um, if we're talking about expectations well they're on John Fulkerson who a year ago was just trying to take on a role of being a leader now he's trying to take on the role of being a leader of a top 10 team and that's a that's a different conversation it's one thing to try to be a leader of a team with no expectations and you may not even make the NIT. Now you're trying to go win the SEC and make a run at a Final Four. Fulkerson didn't play very well against Alabama and was benched for a stretch. And when you're talking about a preseason first-team All-SEC guy, that's not what's expected. So I'll be curious to see if he bounces back. Tennessee's deep. 
Tennessee's long and Tennessee's more athletic because of those freshmen that have come in. And, of course, Eve Pons is just a, a terrific player, defense player of the year last year. Watch for him in this one. But, yeah, this is a team with big expectations, and they will be expected to come out and look more like they did in the Missouri game, winning by 20, than in the Alabama game, trailing for most of it and losing in the end. Well, I think the most worrisome thing for Arkansas is Tennessee's defense. Like, they're only giving up, I think, 55 points a game. And that's Arkansas's thing is they're scoring, like, 90 points a game. So you're talking about, you know, kind of an unstoppable force and an immovable object. And I think that that's what's the scary thing about Tennessee. Arkansas's defense is really good, too. Uh, they're only giving up about 64 points a game. They've done a really good job, especially in perimeter play. Like, they they do a great job of guarding the three. And I think, at least last time I checked, they ranked, like, in the top 15 in uh, defensive field uh, three-point percentage. So they do a good job of it. So I think their defense will be fine. It's just going to be, can they score against Tennessee's defense? And if they don't or if they struggle, like, you know, are they going to start – forcing bad shots and because that's been a problem shot selection has been awful for Arkansas especially against Missouri when they got frustrated so that's the thing that scares I think most Razorback fans is Tennessee's defense and just how good it's been this year yeah Missouri's a good defensive team Tennessee's a better defensive team I think in what we've seen to this point in the season and I would expect that Tennessee's going to come out motivated on the defensive side they have to avoid mental mistakes I think they had some guys get out of position which helped Alabama hit some outside shots I think that's how you beat Tennessee is you have to hit the three-point shot, and Alabama did. The Tide were 50% from behind the three-point line. Tennessee shot 19%. So limit Tennessee shooting, hit shots, that's a a wild strategy, right? But against this Tennessee team with the length that it has, and uh, it's difficult if Eve Pons is in the game to get good shots around the basket because whether he's defending the man that's getting to the basket or not, he can come over and – Players are aware of his presence, and that's a big big problem for opponents. So how Arkansas shoots, to me, will be a big deal against Tennessee's defense. And if the Vols miss on rotations and allow Razorbacks to uh, to get some open looks, looking at the numbers, Arkansas looks like it's a, about an average team shooting from the outside. Is that right? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think that the game that they had against Missouri really messed with their uh, with their deal. But it's just like, just like most basketball teams, it's yeah. like Arkansas has the ability to hit 19 threes in a game. Like they have a lot. Like obviously Moses Moody's their best three point shooter, but they got a guy coming off the bench, JD Note, who frustrates Razorback fans sometimes because he he's like he just shoots up bad shots. But he's kind of like the home run hitter that'll strike out. Like sometimes he'll have five threes and sometimes he'll have no threes. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of up and down. But like he's really good. They got guys like uh, uh, Jalen uh, Tate that can hit threes. Desi Sills can hit threes. I mentioned Connor Vanover. They got like. Probably, I'd say, six legitimate threats from deep that can hit threes. It's just a matter of, you know, can they get the shots and can they convert on them? So it, it, they shoot a lot, though, a lot from three-point land. I Probably, I've been watching Razorback basketball my whole life, and I can't remember a team that shoots more threes than this team, which is kind of what the way college basketball is anyway. So uh, yeah. I wouldn't say they live yeah, and that die. that Arkansas-Auburn game, there were a lot yeah. of outside shots. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm not saying they'll live and die by the three, but – Let's be honest. If they don't hit threes, they're not winning the game. And they're, that's the only reason they score as much as they do. So three-point shooting is going to be key for Arkansas, not only offensively, but defensively too. We'll continue our discussion with Josh Ward of Locked On Vols here in just a second. But folks, you've heard me tell you about rockauto.com, and I can't wait to tell you about the newest things going on with rockauto.com. As you know, it's a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It doesn't matter your make. doesn't matter your model. doesn't matter your year. They have it all. Why would you go to these big box stores? Why would you go to these stores that are going to choose to make 
you spend 30, 50%, 100% sometimes markup on the exact same auto parts that you can get at rockauto.com for a much more reasonable price. It's easy to navigate their website. You can see all of the different parts that they have available for you, whether it's cup holders or something as engine module, modules. It doesn't matter how complicated it is. And the best of all, they're always reliably low with their prices. And it's the same for professionals as do it yourself. So why spend twice as much up for the same parts? No reason to. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Again, write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box in the, in the, on the website to make sure that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Arkansas fans uh, have to be either excited or looking ahead to the future with Sam Pittman's first year being wrapped up, and it's year two with Eric Musselman, who's a respected coach for sure. Is, is that right? What do, what do you sense there among our Arkansas fans, year one and year two with the football and basketball coaches? Oh, it's crazy. I've even, I did a segment on my show the other day about the, the four main coaches at the U of A, which Sam Pittman football, Eric Musselman men's basketball, uh, Dave Van Horn baseball and then Mike Neighbors who is women's basketball and I can't remember a time where Razorback fans have been more excited and pumped about the now and the future of the major programs like Sam Pittman I think has really it was the perfect man for the job he may not be the best coach may not win championships but man he's doing everything right by Arkansas and the fact that the big news came out today that Barry Odom is staying as a defensive coordinator at Arkansas where Texas was coming after him Kind of just shows you, hey, he's building something that people want to be around. They had a lot of seniors that could have gone on but came back. Grant Morgan, first-team All-SEC linebacker, he's a senior, but he decided to come back another year. So there's just excitement surrounding that, and Eric Musselman, the same thing, man. He he had 20 wins last year on a team that had two players, and that was it. Like Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones was it, and the rest of them were kind of eh. And then this year, he did a great job with recruiting, had one of the top recruiting classes, and it looks good for the future as well. So – I don't know, man. I, I, you got to wait. You got to actually execute it. But right now, Razorback fans are about as happy as they've ever been with the major sports because they're a great fan base and they're a great basketball program. And they feel like Eric Musselman can really be the guy that brings them back to being a nationally relevant team again. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, what your excitement level is around the coach is really going to affect your just overall mood of the program. Tennessee basketball fans, I, I believe, are, are are very excited about Rick Barnes and his staff. The The staffs are good coaching staff to go with him and then on the football side it's a complete 180 I, I think a lot of fans have little to no faith in Jeremy Pruitt and that affects the mood of Tennessee football talk so uh pretty obviously in college athletics if if you like the coach you you like talking about the sport yeah I was gonna ask what is going on over there with the football program like, you know I've kind of been watching it afar and it's like there's people that want Pruitt gone and people that don't like people are tweeting at Lane Kiffin saying, come back. We want you. I mean, I'm like, I know I'm, I don't know much about Tennessee other than Arkansas played him and obviously Arkansas beat him this year, but I felt like Jeremy Pruitt has done some good things. Recruiting has been good. Maybe some uh, decisions haven't been great, but I don't know. I just felt like maybe he at least deserves a little more time. Right. Well, um, a lot of fans would say no. A lot of fans say yes. I think there are a lot of fans that are still saying, well, it's a COVID year and it's still early. Let's see what they can do. And you're right. Tennessee's recruited well. Uh, I, I don't think Tennessee has recruited as well as Jeremy Pruitt expected or a lot of fans, at least fans that follow it on a regular basis, expected more when Tennessee was in the top 
two, three, five spots in recruiting rankings in May and June. I don't think fans at the time were expecting, okay, well, we'll finish 15th in the 21 class. And part of the reason that happened was because of what happened on the field. And right now, we're just playing a waiting game, finding out what the administration thinks. Philip Former, the athletic director, wants Jeremy Pruitt to remain as the head coach. Does the chancellor, does the president, do some important money people? That's something that Tennessee needs to get figured out very soon. We're almost a week into the year 2021 now. So uh, the recruiting process is ongoing. The transfer market's open there. And I think Tennessee is hindered a little bit because – we don't have definite answers. So, but he's coming back. Like Pruitt will be the coach in 2021, right? Unless something crazy happens. Unless something crazy happens is probably, yeah, the the right way to finish that up. We're also talking about Tennessee. So could something <laughs> crazy happen? Maybe so. There's an internal investigation. Let's yeah. see how that finishes up. And um, let, let's see if we're surprised by anything. But right now, yes, the anticipation is that Jeremy Pruitt will be Tennessee's coach. But that has not been confirmed by Tennessee, and until it is, there will be speculation that he won't be. Yeah, it's just crazy. Is like you know, Razorback fans kind of like to see somebody else have kind of crazy stuff happen to them with their football program for a change, and that's one thing again about Sam Pittman. I, you know, winning, he won some games this year. Probably should have won more than what they did, but it's like they also didn't have any drama going along with it. You know, like Mike Leach and the crazy ending to his season, and you know, Lane Kiffin and kind of his. You know, crazy. It's just antics. always something with Lane, yeah. Yeah, it's always something with him. So, and then, uh, you know, Eli Drinkwitz, I, you know, I'm still not sold on him, but I guess we'll see. But it's kind of nice for Sam Pittman in Arkansas just to not only be better than what they were last year, but also not have any problems, no drama, at least, you know, knock on wood, because you don't never know when someone's going to ride a motorcycle with a, with a blonde on the back and end up being in trouble. <laughs> yeah, what's is that happen with the program in the SEC? Uh, that it, it seemed like this past year. I know it was a weird year anyway, but uh, there were a lot of stuff going on. Even Florida, which was a, a runner-up for the SEC title, you've got NCAA issues there. You had the LSU loss, which was disappointing. South Carolina fired a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you have um, at um, you know look around the SEC. Vanderbilt fires its coach, so you know Vanderbilt doesn't often get a ton of attention. It did this year, and then all the stuff you mentioned. Uh, it's a it's a Odd time, I think, in the SEC. And then Tennessee always finds something. So, I don't know. Half the league LSU won a national title last year. And then this year kind of fell apart. And you have some transfer portal issues. Yeah, yeah. The SEC keeps things interesting while Alabama, I guess, keeps running the show. I guess so. But, hey, it's good to have, uh, you know, Butch Jones is back here in the state of Arkansas. So, you know, if uh, Tennessee fans ever want to make a trip and see uh, the Arkansas State Red Wolves play and old Butch Jones, he's back in the state. So, good to have him here. Yeah, I tell you what, before we wrap things up, how about that? What's the sense in Arkansas, can you tell, of Arkansas State followers about Butch Jones being the head coach? You know, it's funny because they have actually – Arkansas State's done a really good job of hiring coaches. Like, Very good. You think about Hugh Freeze was there. Uh, Gus Malzahn was there. Um, Brian Harson, who's now the coach at Auburn, was there. And uh, now the latest one, Blake Anderson going to Utah, which was more of him trying to, because his wife passed away and he's trying to, you know, kind of restart somewhere else. And and so everyone understood that. So it's like, they've done a really good job. And for Butch Jones sake, Hey, it was like, I figured it'd be a good start for him too, kind of to rehabilitate his coaching resume. So I think it's a good move. And I think Arkansas state fans, I don't know a whole lot of them, but the ones that are, they kind of trust the AD and trust the process of what they've done. So Hey, it's an SEC coach or former SEC coach with SEC experience, so it's got to be worth something. So, hey, but it'll be exciting to see what he can do, but we'll be watching it for sure. Yeah, I think it's actually a good match. Uh, there's You're going to hear differing opinions, I promise, from Tennessee fans, but uh, I think it's actually a pretty good match. So I, I hope 
things go well for Butch Jones and for Arkansas State. I think it's a good program. John, anything else to hit on before we go with this Tennessee-Arkansas basketball matchup that you would throw out? Uh, the only thing I would say, I think the line's at 7.5 right now for Tennessee. Um, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, I wouldn't touch the line at all for any of you betting degenerates out there, but uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game, and I think you're going to see two teams that are bound for the NCAA tournament this year and uh, possibly make some noise in the SEC. So it should be a great game between these two teams. It's a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central tip-off in Knoxville. The game will be on ESPN2. This has been a Locked on Vols, Locked on Razorbacks crossover episode. John, always good to see you and talk to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Josh. See you, man. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.